When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good evening and welcome to Phantoms of Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms of Monsters and the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Now this channel is made by you clicking, possible by you clicking on the subscribe and like buttons and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are appreciated. And the uh, dollar icon is located below the chat box. And um, the Buy Me A Coffee link is also there as well. So thanks for your consideration. Right off the bat, I want to thank Peace for her um, very generous donation. So uh, thank you, Peace. Much appreciated. Uh, I want to welcome all new members to the channel as well as first timers to the chat. Uh, if you're listening to me for the first time, please like subscribe to the um, to the channel. Now, if you're in the chat and you have questions, please use all caps, and I'll try to get to each one after my presentation. But I'm going to go ahead and answer questions throughout throughout this whole thing. Um, we're going to do a little bit different tonight because I, I know it, it'll be much easier if you can if you can ask questions while I'm talking about this. So I'll try to keep my eye on everything as well. So uh, try to bear with me. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't know if I was gonna really do this or not. Quite frankly, the um, my encounters, my sport, other worldly encounters, you know, I put bits and pieces out there over the years. I even put some things in the book, but quite frankly, I didn't put it all out there. Uh, a lot of it had to do with David and um, then things that happened to me. But, um, you know, it's funny. When I first started working with David, he told me I was going to have uh, I was going to have encounters and communicate with these beings, which I didn't really believe. But Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few things and I'm gonna interject with it as well. So, uh, you got questions? Go ahead and put them up there, and I'll do my best to uh, to answer them. Um, so, all of us have either stated or have heard the same questions concerning the actuality of alien beings: Who are they? What do they want? Where did they come from? Um, 
there are more theories than any person can shake a stick at, honestly. Some hypotheses are more plausible than others, though most researchers tend to take a particular favorite position and then discount other arguments. Now, in the past, I've attempted to be flexible when it comes to the subject of alien beings, uh, also referred to as non-terrestrials or extraterrestrial, biological entities, ETs, etc. But my rationale began to solidify when I started documenting the uh, continuing incidents of early otherworldly activity experienced by a family living in the panhandle of um, Florida and subsequent experiencer encounters. And I'm talking about David and David Eckhart and his family. Uh, around that same period, on working with his family or with this family, I had also initiated a daily regime of uh, training to become a capable remote viewer. So combined with my natural intuitive abilities, I would then soon realize a series of strange existences beyond our dimensional reality. So since 2008, it has become increasingly apparent to me that we're not alone as a uh, single intelligent species in the cosmic ocean. But it has also become apparent that our Earth and overall humanity have attracted the attention of non-terrestrial beings over many millennia. Now, there was a period for approximately 11 months in 2015 that I noticed uh, different species of owls around me. Yeah, owls, birds, raptors. It, it didn't matter where I was during the evening, I would either see or hear an owl. During the daytime, I would constantly see pictures of owls or read a reference about one. It was occurring so often that I began to tell people around me about it. Uh, I also mentioned on social media, but Butch was actually, he was really interested in what was going on and he was keeping a, a tally of, of what it was. And it was almost to the point like every day he'd call me and say, well, what'd you see today or last night? So about the same time that this phenomena began, my wife was diagnosed with colon cancer. And that was early 2015. In fact, it was January 2015. Now, I didn't associate the owls with my wife's illness. But as time went on, I began to realize that I was uh, being given a warning. And as my wife's condition grew worse, I noticed a higher number of owl sightings. Now, the evening that she passed away, November 8, 2015, a large barn owl perched itself on a tree branch outside of my apartment. My son and I had just returned home from the hospital knowing that my wife was on death's door. Um, the owl remained on the branch for about an hour. I heard one final hoot as it flew away. Ten minutes later, I received a phone call from the ICU at Sinai Hospital uh, in Baltimore, letting me know that my wife had just passed. Now, about a month later, my 103-year-old grandmother, who was terminally ill in a nursing home in Gettysburg, had passed away. The day of the funeral, I was talking to my father when he mentioned an owl in the English walnut tree the night my grandmother passed. He said that the owl kept, kept him awake the entire night. We had never seen an owl around the property, but one decided to show up that night. Now, since that time, I had talked to several paranormal researchers about my owl encounters. About the same time, experiencer Mike Cleland had released his book, The Messengers, Owl's Synchronicity in the UFO Abductee, and his book's introduction stated, the owl has a place of reverence and mystique throughout history. And as strange as this might seem, owls are also showing up in conjunction with UFO experiences. The author has collected a wealth of firsthand accounts in which owls manifest in the highly charged moments that surround 
alien contact. There is the strangest to this, these accounts that defy simple explanations. Now, this book explores implications that go far beyond what more conservative researchers would dare consider. But the out connection encompasses more than the UFO experience. It also includes profound synchronicities, ancient archetypes, dreams, shamanic um, experiences, personal transformation, and death. And the mythic legends of our ancient past, the first-hand accounts of the UFO abductee, owls play some vital role. This is also a deeply personal story. It is an odyssey of self-discovery as the author grapples with his owl and UFO encounters. What plays out is a story of transformation the owl at the, with the owl at the heart of the journey. So when I read the book, I was floored. I had to speak to Mike and would soon do so on our radio show. But this was just one type of messenger. Are the alien races using other physical beings from our planet to get their warning and agenda distributed to humans? Could these messages be a collective consciousness? So I had a conversation with a well-known remote viewer who stated that uh, they have contacted various alien races during several different sessions and have received uh, messages using automatic writing. As well, some occult and paranormal enthusiasts confirm that they have received actual extraterrestrial communication by using divination tools and techniques. Some of these revelations may seem a bit offbeat and divergent, but I would never discount their testimony on a hand. But then there are the experiences who confront these beings through abduction and during a close encounter. Science contends that the idea of making contact and communicating with aliens is a mainstay of science fiction. An alien civilization may have tried contacting us, but we simply didn't understand what they were trying or what they were conveying to us. I believe that it's reasonable to assume that any communication between aliens and humans at this point in history would depend on the aliens knowing at least one human language. Now, most experiencers that I've researched, that I have researched, state that uh, personal communication with extraterrestrials is achieved through an extrasensory mechanism using human language. In other instances, the experiencer have shown written text, sometimes accompanied by images and sounds. I have also been told by a few experiencers that they heard audible words coming from an unknown source. Now, I can't say if there's a specific alien civilization responsible for most of these messages, but for the most part, I believe that there are factions that include several different races. I also believe that evolved and hybrid humans are part of at least one of the allied groups. Now, do any of these factions possess a kindred connection with mankind? I doubt that their sentiments are kin to feelings demonstrated in the film E.T., the extraterrestrial, but I also doubt that reality is comparable to War of the Worlds either. Now, it has become apparent to some alien races that some alien races can demonstrate a, a modicum of benevolence toward humans, while others express little tolerance for our species. Experiencers have expressed a common theme when it comes to the alien beings they have encountered. There is a hierarchy with no dissension among them and they have an accepted concept. That concept is that humans are a lesser species that will be employed in a manner that the agenda calls for. Now, by the way, I, I want to mention a, uh, a Navajo elder and shaman later told me, just out of the blue, that the um, the owl was a power was my power animal, and that had been connected to owls all my life. So that may be, <laughs> but I do collect owls little statuettes and, and such. So, um, so why are these alien beings so concerned with Earth and its uh, dominant human species? 
the most straightforward answer to that question is that we retain a, we retain a connection with them. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, after decades of research and investigation and personal experience, I believe that a, an early interaction between Earth's inhabitants and otherworldly beings occurred between the 13th and 12th millennia BCE. I don't sense that this was the first or, or only interchange, but I do consider it to be the most influential. Now, um, as a result of several remote viewing sessions and three personal non-terrestrial encounters, which include a lost time and event, and I will get through, I will talk about that in a bit, a historical scenario was displayed to me. This is when I was abducted. Um, and this was at the end of 2015 in uh, December, after my wife had passed. I witnessed a colossal disc-shaped craft descend and land in the present-day Nile River Delta. Now, at that time, this location was completely encircled by the Mediterranean Sea, and this craft was later transformed into a massive and magnificent island. This was the genesis of a great empire that encompassed, encompassed the uh, surrounding indigenous people and land. The rulers of this uh, empire were the occupants of the craft that landed there. Now, their knowledge was disseminated throughout the region and their bloodline was merged with the native people. <clears throat> this is what I was shown. I don't, you know, I can't say if it was actually, it actually happened, but this is what they showed me. The alien beings whom I had interacted with during my three known encounters, I had two at home and then the abduction, what I referred to as tall grays. Now, during my abduction, they communicated to me that this empire was the nexus of dominant and lesser civilizations. Well, first thing that came to my mind, and I asked them, was this Atlantis? There was no response to my question. I witnessed representations of various cultures that developed over a millennium. Some were brief glimpses of time, while others were mighty empires, but all had a direct connection to the occupants of that craft. Now, there was a particular emphasis placed on the development of the ancient Egyptians. <clears throat> I observed order created out of chaos, a civilization that was deeply influenced by the beliefs of the extraterrestrials. For thousands of years, there were continued intervention by the alien gods. Now, I was presented with a particular series of events during Egypt's 18th dynasty. This is what I was shown. And I, I did see a question early on about how did they communicate with me? It, it was interesting. It was almost a remotic voice, but it was in English and it was in my head. I didn't hear any sound around me, but it was it was like it was in my head like a mind speak thing. Very clear, they're very distinct. I understand everything they said to me. Now, this, this Egypt's, Egypt's 18th dynasty was classified as the first dynasty of the new kingdom of, uh, of Egypt, an era which ancient Egypt achieved the peak of its power. A profound encounter occurred during the reign of Amenhotep III, which greatly affected the royal family and priesthood. This encounter was interpreted by Amenhotep III as a divine message that the Pharaoh was a god that rivaled Amun-Ra in the priesthood. Now, Amenhotep III's display of power and disdain for the priesthood was watched closely by his son, Amenhotep IV, who later changed his name to Akhenaten. And when Akhenaten became Pharaoh, he established a quasi-monotheist belief in the solar deity Aten, which I believe was the representation of an alien being or craft. I was shown a scenario where Akhenaten's older brother, Prince Tutmos, was earlier banished into the eastern desert for unknown reasons, later returning to Egypt during the early 19th dynasty as the Hebrew prophet Moses. That's what was conveyed to me. Now, 
Is that true or not? I don't know. But that is what they conveyed to me. It was very, it was very evident that's what they were showing me. Now, what I have observed over the years has eventually altered my perception of human history, that our past is intertwined with the extraterrestrial beings. Modern humans are a genetic extension of otherworldly species. I also believe that most of the alien entities that people encounter is, is biologically enhanced and evolved humans from our past and future. But we must always keep in mind that they do have an agenda. And uh, I believe that agenda is the eventual technological and biological singularity. So if you do have questions, go ahead and put them up. I, I don't know if anybody's put any up since I started talking. I, I And I do appreciate the, um, the, uh, uh, Donations, uh, Paranormalism Net is a new member. Thank you for joining. Lala Bright, thank you for your donation. Robo1776, thank you so much for your donation. Nancy Malcolm, as well, and Win Nyes, as well. Thank you. And I appreciate all the support. Now, if you got a question, please put it up in all caps, and I'll, I'll try to go through all this as I possibly the best way I possibly can. Um, but you heard what I stated, and uh, if you want to want to ask me specifics about it, now's your time. But anyway, these um, <clears throat> I will say when my when my wife was sick, and she was pretty well bedridden. By the time July and, and August came came around, <clears throat> I was sleeping out in the living room. I was sleeping on my recliner. And uh, the first encounter happened, I don't know, um, it was late at night. And this representation is probably the the best representation that I could find online of what these beings look like. I called them the tall graves. They look very closely like this, the eyes and everything, the body style. But I'd say they were at least eight to nine foot tall. They were huge, but they're very skinny, very fraught. Uh, I woke up in the evening and these three beings were standing right beside my chair as I looked up. I did, I, I, they were probably there 10 seconds, 15 seconds or so, but then they vanished. So I wasn't sure what was going on. So the next day I called Butch and told him about it. Uh, and then he, um, you know, he started keeping records of it. Of course, he knew about the Owls thing. So uh, about a week or so later, I, I was in the, in the living room trying to sleep, and I saw a shadow go across the bay window. And I knew right off the bat that it was these, these, these alien beings again. It was three of them. And they stopped, and they didn't say a word. They looked at me. And then they vanished again. Now I didn't know what to think. Uh, it didn't seem to bother the dogs. My two dogs were in there with me, and it, they, it didn't bother them at all. Even my cat was with me. He didn't. It didn't bother him. So, uh, oh, we do have a, a question here. Rubus seventeen seventy six. Is there any thought that all these cryptids are being coordinated by some greater force or entity? I don't know. Um, I, I guess it's possible. I, I think these beings do manipulate a lot of things other than just humans. Uh, you know, and I'll go into that a little bit deeper, a little bit later. But anyway, um, Nancy Malcolm asked, 
uh, in my, my honest opinion, I think the tall grays are more intelligent than the short ones who I think are just clones running on pre-written programs. What do you think? It's possible. I mean, you know, I didn't see any small grays. I, I'll state that right now. And in fact, there were no reptilians or any other species of being in, in my encounters. They were, it was just these three. And, uh, I saw them on three different occasions. And of course, when I was abducted, that was a trip because I was sleeping and uh, I thought I was dreaming. But then I ended up at a, uh, a place that looked like this, a lot like this. It was darker in that. But there was a big screen right in front of the, I think it was a media room or something. I was standing in front of it. Those three beings were standing behind me and communicating with me. And as we were looking at the scenarios they were showing me, uh, that they were talking to me or communicating with me with mind speak or whatever it was they were using. But I understood exactly what they said. The one, the one thing it did kind of, upset me was when I asked the Atlantis question, was this Atlantis? And they wouldn't answer me. And I, I think I asked them again, and I never did get an answer. I never have gotten an answer to that question. But uh, anyway, I was, um, so I don't know how long I was there. I, I do know I fell asleep around two in the morning because I was working online doing some things. I fell asleep. And in fact, I think I, I still had the laptop on me when I was when I fell asleep. But the next thing I remember is being in this this room and these these beings talking to me or communicating with me. And um, I don't know how long I was there, but I do know when I woke up, it was it was just turning light. So it was like 5.30 or 6 in the morning. So uh, I didn't know what to think. You know, I sat there. I laid there on the recliner just thinking, what the hell had just happened? I, I didn't, you know. And I'm thinking, myself, now what am I going to tell Butch this time? Um, is he going to think I'm crazy? Is anybody else going to think I'm crazy? I didn't even tell my wife because she wasn't doing well, and I didn't want to upset her. And quite frankly, she... She was always leery about me uh, working with David anyway, because uh, I was I had told her a lot of what David was experiencing, what his family experienced, and what David had told me about uh, that one day they would communicate with me. Uh, so I didn't tell her a thing. She didn't know anything about it, and I think it was best. Uh, I still don't regret doing you know doing that, but um, yeah. So that's what happened. Uh, anybody got any other questions about this? Uh, Connie Stinson. Are you aware of Wes Henry? He warns of singularity too. Thank you for your story. Uh, there, there are several futurists and in, 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 in people who do alien investigations such that, that do state this. I don't know Wes personally. Uh, I don't even think I've ever talked to him. But uh, it, this is a uh, this is a theme that a lot of these uh, researchers and futurists have mentioned about it being a singularity. That's you know that's that's something that I had just um, I had just come to the conclusion of. I mean, I'm not basing this on anything that people have told me. But um, oh, okay, I got another one here. Uh, Win nice. Thanks for your donation again. That photo is very close to what I've seen of tall entities that were white and not human white. I thought that they were angels. Not now. I'm not sure what they were. Wasn't abducted. My experience was love and empathy from them. Well. As many of you know, I do believe in angels. And uh, 
I do depend on angels. And I'm not afraid to say that. I mean, a lot of people hear that and think, ah, you know, it's, being re- it's not a religious thing. It's a, it's, it could be more of a faith thing, but it's just my belief. And it's something that I truly do deeply believe in. I, I, I think I have been helped more than once, many more times uh, because of my guardian angels and other beings that are around me. And in fact, when I do remove views and do clearings, these, these same beings do help me to move people on. Uh, so um, but I do believe angels may very well be extraterrestrials or what we consider to be extraterrestrials or aliens. I don't think angels are a, um, I don't think they're a religious connotation though. I'm quite sure what was supposedly in the Bible or what other religions concerned or thought the angels were, uh, was more geared to their religion as opposed to what I believe. I believe that they're a race of beings that are, of course, not human, but are, are very tied in to uh, otherworldly beings as well. And Nancy Malcolm asked, uh, maybe they didn't understand what Atlantis meant. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but, you know, I, I will tell you one thing. It, it does seem to me that they're very in tune to what we, our beliefs are. Uh, you know, it's it's funny, and I have said this before, and this is something that happened to David. Now, David and his, his family were abducted by the reptilians on various occasions over years. And um, David did tell me about a conversation that he had with this reptilian who was responsible for him. You know, David's situation is really interesting because he was literally taken to off-world locations or even world locations, undergrounds or caverns and stuff through a, a portal that would that would manifest in his bedroom. Um, I have heard the recordings that he had made. I, I have heard and seen some of the things that were going on that he recorded. And um, I, I believe he's telling me the truth. I really do. I, I, you know, it took me a while to believe what David was telling me, but I, you know, I, I truly believe a lot of it really did happen. But anyway, but I, the point I was getting to was that David had stated to me through conversing with this reptilian being that the reptilians and other alien beings that they are allied allied with and there there are alliances of various reptilians and and other other alien beings even humans quite frankly um that they do have and you want to call it religion i don't know if it's not but they do believe in a higher being they really do i mean they are very devoted to it as well um and I always I thought that was interesting uh, when David told me that. But, you know, I kind of understand it. You know, the, the one theory I have about abductions, particularly because of the reptilians and the way they have has been described to me, how they abduct people many times, not returning them, um, disposing of them. But. They do have performed various uh, experiments on these beings or on these humans and on other beings as well, other alien beings and such, that um, I do believe that they are jealous of humans. Now, somebody may say, well, that maybe they're jealous like the uh, uh, like the angels were of humans in, you know, in the Bible where... The, God seemed to put the humans above the angels and such. But I think in the case of the um, the reptilians and other other alien beings is they're jealous because they do not have any concept of life after death. And they know that humans believe this. And I think that is one of the reasons, if, if not the only reason, but one of the reasons why they abduct human beings, because they're trying to find a way of accessing that ability 
of life after death. You know, it, you know, through the conversations that David had had over the years and what he had relayed to me, and, and other people have told me this as well, uh, other experiencers, that they, uh, they had no idea, they had no concept of, uh, like I said, reincarnation, uh, psychic abilities, you know, and I think they do have some type of abilities. Like, of course, they can communicate with some type of ESP abilities. But I, um, I, I think that, I think they are either jealous or very want to have a lot of what we have. I, th I think um, maybe they had that at some point. Maybe they have evolved from humans at some point. And I do believe that most alien species are evolved humans. Uh, but it's something that they lost over time. And uh, I think they're trying to find it, try to get it back. Now, that's just my, that's just my opinion. Uh, and I have mentioned that many, many times on shows, but uh, I do believe that um, in interviews, you know, I do believe that may be the case. Uh, Sir Wolf asked, did they relate what happened to the pyramids, why they became redundant? No, I, I I was never told anything about the pyramids. Uh, that scenario I told you was the only thing that was told to me. Now, of course, they showed me scenarios where other civilizations were evolving after the craft had landed. I personally do believe that craft was Atlantis, if there was Atlantis, but I believe it's something like that. Uh, because at the end of the presentation, this large island uh, where there was, you know, where plants and stuff had grown and it, it turned into almost like a, a land island. But at the end, this thing took off and left Earth with the alien gods. Now, you can interpret that any way you want, but that's what it was shown to me. Rubo 1776. Uh, did you follow up on the Egyptian images? Quite interesting. Um, what do you mean follow up on the Egyptian images? I, I don't quite understand. Uh, maybe give me give me another question and I'll, I'll try to answer that. Uh, Paranormalism net. Uh, do you recall being taken back home? No, all I do is remember waking back up, but I know I wasn't sleeping. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't dream all that, that there's no, no way because, um, you know, some people would say, well, you just print that you had a vivid, a vivid dream or your imagination, but no, uh, this was way too real, way too real. You know, I, and I, I have, I have stated this in the past as well. I, I do believe I may have been abducted when I was younger at some point. Um, I have a scar on my navel or about two inches right of my navel of a deep scoop mark of flesh that was taken out of my uh, of my belt. And I still have the scar. And I remember, I remember that when I was very young. Uh, and I know I didn't have it at one point, but I do know I did have it. Now I was healed. It wasn't, it didn't bleed. There wasn't a scab or anything on it, but there was a divot uh, a healed divot in my in my belly so um i do believe that something like that did happen to me uh before but i just don't remember it maybe one day i will real truth new member thank you for joining Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Any other questions, folks? Nancy Malcolm. Lon, have you talked to David lately and asked him about Beth? Not lately. Uh, for those people who are interested in Beth, Beth, uh, after the reptilians, uh, the reptilian uh, who was overseeing David, after they switched, and look, they've switched several times uh, with groups that have been coming into David's home and, and uh, he has encountered, I don't know if he has encountered any of the uh, any reptilians for many years, but Beth is a, uh, a human alien hybrid of some type. Um, <clears throat> I think she dresses in all black, but she seems to be the, the, the being that, uh, that does show up a lot now uh, and has been showing up. But no, David hasn't mentioned her for a while. I talked to David not too long ago. Uh, we don't talk every day like we used to, but um, I, I have to ask him. If he does, I'll, 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 I'll say something to you about that. He says, yes, absolutely, they are jealous of humans. I agree. I think they are. Nancy asked, um, ET set traps to catch RV, remote view, and astral form as well. Yeah, you know, and that's that's another thing. <clears throat> I had tried to conduct several RV sessions uh, concerning David's uh, encounters. And every time we get to a um, to the third phase, there's five phases in RVs in the remote viewing, quarter remote viewing. Every time we get to the, the, the third stage where we were trying to disseminate um, emotions, we got cut off. I mean, and when I say cut off, it, it's just it's just like everything went blank. So I, I don't know what the look. The person who I was doing the RV with, that happened to us three times. It got to the point where we stopped. We just got tired of doing it because we'd get so far. We'd put a good hour and a half, two hours into it, and then we'd just totally go blank. And we knew they were cutting us off somehow. Um, so um, I had never heard anything about that. I was never told anything about that. David was never told about that. So, uh, but he, you know, when I told him that we were cut off, he wasn't surprised. Jose Sanchez, jealous of us or our planet? Oh, I think they're just jealous of us. I don't know if the, it's the planet thing or not. Sure, I, I think there are some aspects of our Earth that they want to just, you know, that they, they want to take advantage of maybe at some point, but. No, I think it's just humans. I think they're fascinated with humans, but I think the reason why they are is because they are evolved humans. I, I, I think in their in their um, they do know about their history. And in fact, I do believe that the beings that people see now, that humans see now, that are associated as extraterrestrials or aliens, I, I think the reason we see them is that they're coming back through time and trying to maybe, you know, fix things that they screwed up at some point. I truly believe that. I, I also believe that we may have been saved by them at some point uh, or to uh, nuclear annihilation that have been stopped or other things. Uh, I, I think there's enough evidence out there to maybe believe that they have been involved with us for quite a long time. Now, it just seems that we we just started really being aware of them after World War II. I think World War II, of course, there was a lot of things going on, uh, 
a lot of uh, you're talking about the Foo Fighters and a lot of things, and the Nazis apparently had, you know, they had programs um, where they were trying to build uh, craft to uh, mimic uh, what they apparently could do. Uh, I don't know if they were with doing work with them or not. You know, I just read an article today about uh, the Russians had apparently had some type of contact with them in 1942 as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, I think after World War II, I, I think that was kind of the breaking point where they may started making themselves known. Of course, Roswell was in 1947, but there were other encounters, other sightings as well. So I, I think there is a connection there. I really do. Jose Sanchez, um, do you remember any particular smell like sulfur or similar? This is something commonly reported. I, I don't remember smelling anything. Um, the atmosphere inside of where I was, I don't know. I, I was breathing fine. Um, the only thing was it, it could have been a little murky, like a fog. I do, I do recall some of that, but I don't, I don't remember any smells, any odors or anything. Um, but um, yeah, that, that, that's about the only thing. They, it seemed to me that they were trying to be as accommodating as possible to me, if, if you want to believe it. Um, but you know, I never got any feeling of threatening or threats from them. It, it just really seemed to me that they wanted to convey to me what a message that they had. They wanted to show me their interpretation of history and. Um, you know, why they did that, I don't know. I never did get an explanation. And, and quite frankly, I don't think I've been abducted since then. Now, there was a there was something that happened in 2019. No, was it 2019? 2018 before I moved back up here to Pennsylvania. Uh, no, it was 2016. I'm sorry. It was 2016 before I moved up here. Uh, and I talked to Butch about it where I believe that I was taken aboard something some type of craft and was approaching the moon and I saw some other type of craft, but that was very faint. I don't remember much of that at all. I do remember waking up and, uh, you know, remembering something had happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't a dream either now, but I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe I'll recall that at some point. Uh, Thomas, do you think any ETs live among us as, as humans? Among us humans? Oh, they, yeah, they, I, they, I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they do. Now, I, I don't necessarily believe the reptilian conspiracy theories and stuff like that, where you got humans who have, um, that are shape-shifting reptilians. You know, I, I get a lot of those accounts and I, I do post them on the on the blog and stuff, and I, I you know I give everybody the opportunity to to put out what they believe happened to them. Personally, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do believe in some form that um, that the alien beings are among us. Um, now, in what form? You know, I look at shadow people. I look at those type of entities. Because it possible they could be alien beings? I, I think it's very possible. I think a lot of things could be uh, some type of rendition. I don't necessarily believe. Look, even the winged humanoids that we have been investigating, particularly in Chicago, could they be associated with them as well? Absolutely. So I, I don't think it's it's one distinct thing. I think it's a lot of different um, forms that they may actually take. Nancy Malcolm, I think humans and others have crossed timelines many times. Oh, I believe so, too. 
I believe so. Um, you know, there have been instances when I've done investigations, more so with uh, spirit activity and such, where beings would show up that we just didn't understand what they were. They look human, but they would just show up out of nowhere. That has happened on several investigations I've been involved with. Now, I can't necessarily understand. I don't necessarily understand what it was all about. I do remember one uh, where we were doing an investigation in uh, Kenefley in, in South uh, Wales. And uh, we were in a home. I was part of a team in, in Great Britain, but I was doing it remotely and I was doing it over computer. Where the one of the investigators was in the bathroom taking photos of the mirror and in the reflection of a mirror a man showed up carrying some type of device looked almost like a cell phone but it was nobody was in the house very uh very corporeal didn't look like didn't look like a, a phantasm or anything or a specter but looked very solid and he seemed to be moving behind her and then suddenly disappeared. But that's not the first time that's happened to me or in an investigation. Now, you know, I talked to a lot of people that do these investigations. And uh, many times they will, they will come out and say, look, we saw something we just don't understand. It looked like a regular human being that just showed up or some type of humanoid form that just showed up. Is that something that's related to these alien beings? It very well could be. Um, so I think they are around. I mean, I, I think they do manifest at will for the most part. But of course, who knows? Um, but I think I, I think they are around us. And I think um, humans and others have crossed these timelines as well. Jose Sanchez. Mars, Earth number one prototype, nuclear fallout theory, then humanity starting again here on Earth. Well, I, I think that very well may be possible. I mean, look how many uh, look how many extinction cycles Earth has gone through, where you know life in some form was there, and then it became extinct, and then something else took over. Uh, I don't know how many times they they say that has happened, but who says that can't have happened to humans at some point? We may well, very well have destroyed, or, you know, maybe them, maybe they were the human, the, and um, maybe something happened in their timeline or when they were on Earth and it was destroyed and then it started all over again. Maybe they tried to repopulate us or, you know, and that's why they're coming back to try to manipulate and move things around the timeline, the history, change history. I think that's very possible. Nancy Malcolm asked, uh, Lon, how long do you think the new robot on the moon will last? I don't know. You know, I heard I heard something today. They think it might have tipped over. I don't know what the deal is with that. If they tipped over, well, there's not much they're going to be able to do about it from what I understand. Um, but uh, I'm glad we're back up there. Uh, but I, I think I, I think it's going to be more of an industrial thing now. It's going to be more of uh, how we can uh, use the moon in some capacity. Of course, you know, if we, if we plan to go to other planets, we're going to need a way station um, and in between so we can develop some type of fuel. And that's why they're looking for water so they can extract hydrogen and oxygen out of the water. So, yeah, I mean, there's a reason behind it. And, of course, carbon-3, not carbon-3, uh, uh, O3, oxygen-3 is, is a compound that's, that is uh, found on, on the moon. So it's it's something that um, something they're going to try to exploit now. Of course, I know the United States is just not the only country that's going to be involved with this, though we are working with a lot of allies on this as well. 
Jose Sanchez. Wow, that's a really amazing line. Must have shaken you up. Can't be an easy thing to talk. It's not easy to talk about, quite frankly. I, you know, I, I don't like people thinking I'm crazy, <laughs> as most people would think. But uh, yeah, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But you know, I had a lot of people asking about it. I thought about it. I talked to Bernadette about it. I talked to other people about it, and I, I think it was time to come out and say it. Um, those shadow beings could be interdimensional. I think they are interdimensional beings. I really do. There's definitely nothing human about them. Nancy Malcolm. Blind, haven't RV been to underground moon bases? Um, now, I have never done one on the moon. Now, I know some RVers have claimed to do off-world RVs. I have done one off-world RV as part of my training. Uh, and that, that was a story about when I came across some type of reptilian or dinosaur-like being, looked almost like a T-Rex. And uh, but that was off world. I don't even know what planet it was or where it was. Uh, but it was it was strange. But you know, remote viewing can be used off world. So and I do I do believe that they um, there have been some people who have, especially on the dark side of the moon, have tried to RV it, have RV'd it. Uh, so, um, but I no, I haven't. Mortal Clown, thank you for your donation. George Penguin, is the moon already occupied by ETs? <clears throat> um, well, David says they are. David, David has said he was he was taken there and shown some things about the Council of Five. Now, we have never been able to figure out what the Council of Five is, but apparently. Um, some of these alien races do meet at different locations and the, the moon is one of them and they do have councils and they do have meetings and such, you know, I'm just going from what David told me. And it's something I've tried to look into, tried to get evidence of. I've talked to several researchers about it. Uh, I kind of get the funny look when I talk about it, but it is what it is. You know, I did it to, maybe help David understand more of what was, you know, what he saw or what he was shown. But uh, I do have a drawing of it somewhere. I had to dig it out. Chan Squatch, any experience with praying mantis type aliens? I've never had that. And I don't think David has either. <clears throat> um, but I do, I, I do have a theory on the praying mantis type or the insectoids. And uh, I can't really say how I've come to this conclusion, though I do believe that the reptilian beings do evolve. They're very, they're very keen on hierarchy. And every scenario that has been described to me where there is an insectoid being, it's always one. And they seem to be the one running the show. I believe the reptilians literally metamorphosize into an overlord, which is an insectoid. Now, don't ask me how I, I come to that conclusion. A lot, it's something that I... I imagine somehow, or it was part of an RV that I picked up on, and or somebody else said something. But for whatever reason, I believe that may be what's really going on. I just don't think that these these insectoids or these mantis beings are a specific race. I think they are metamorphosized reptilians. And when they get to a certain level to where they they do 
you know, they are at that hierarchy where they are supposed to be running things on a craft or a, a group of these beings. I think that's what happens to them. Now, call me crazy, but that's just that's just my feeling about it. I give you something to think about anyway. Uh, paranormalism, uh, net, why are they showing all this to David? I don't know. And David's never been able to figure that either. Um, uh, I don't know. They, they have, you know, they, David's case is really strange. I do know David was healed by them. He had debilitating arthritic arthritis saw the x-rays they they did cure him over a matter matter of different surgeries and such but david was taken to this location where he saw a lot of things and uh, they seemed to be more than willing to show it to him um even to the point where he saw experimentation uh, his wife was with him at one point during the, some of the some of the uh, procedures that he witnessed, and he also witnessed. If you read my book, you'll know it. Um, he also saw the disposal of a lot of these uh, humans as well when they um, when they were done working with them or doing what they wanted with them. They were taken to some type of um, David called it like a furnace, but it was something a deep trench they fell into and just the turned into nothing just vanished um but um yeah i don't know i don't know why david was picked i don't think david's the only one i think there's other people have gone through something similar as well that they had been given an opportunity to that they show these things i but i just don't think many of them come forward uh David is his uh he's he's an entirely different type of person. You know, David's had um he's had encounters even when he lived up in, in Cleveland. Uh, his mother's had encounters. <clears throat> and when he moved down to Pensacola when he was younger, he started having encounters right away. Uh it's all documented in the book, but um but I'm just saying that, you know, he was picked for some reason. I, I can't explain it. But, um, you know, I worked with David starting, well, it's been 15 years now. Uh, at first, I didn't I didn't know what to think of David, to be honest with you. I, I just really didn't. Um, and I probably worked with him four or five months before I started to come to the conclusion that what he was showing me, telling me, there was something to it. And uh, some of the recordings that he had made, uh, they just couldn't, they, they couldn't be something that he manufactured. There was just something else going on. So, um, yeah, I don't know why, I don't know why they picked David. It, it's an entirely, it's entirely mystery, entire mystery to me, honestly. Uh, Nancy Malcolm, do you think ancient bloodlines has something to do with who ETs abduct? You know, it's a theory. Of course, you know, um, you know, a lot of a lot of families have multiple generations that have been abducted or have had encounters. Uh, does it go back as far as ancient times? May very well be something to that. Um, you know, Mike. I have thought on this a lot, but I've gone back and forth a lot too. You know, um, sometimes you hear you hear an account by an experiencer, and you think, ah, well, maybe maybe there is a connection with the ancient bloodlines. Uh, uh, it's something that they've kept track of a family line for not generations, only generations, for centuries and millennia. Uh, I think it could be, but I, I I think I think a lot of the if you want to call it DNA, I think a lot of their, their star stuff 
is incorporated in humans as well. I, you know, I, I never really believe in creationism, but I do believe in um, that there has been some manipulation, uh, some type of divine spark or divine intervention at some point. I don't believe it's all evolution. I, you know, I think th they did influence humankind on many occasions in our history. It's hard to determine when or where that happened, but I, I think I think there something did happen. Um, so that's about all I can say on that. But Cans Quatch, have you tried removing Sasquatch? I have, and uh, I've been too successful. Be honest with you. If I ever did remove you on a Sasquatch and got answers, I, I'd be honest with you. I, you, you people would be the first to know because I'd be writing about it. Well, you know, I want to thank you all for coming on here. I, I, I know this was, it was a little bit different. It was a little bit different than what we normally do, but you know, these type of talks I like to do. I will, and I will do from now on when, you know, when I, there's a subject that it involves something that I was involved with personally and I will talk about it. So, um, but I do appreciate you coming in here and, and watching and chatting, answering questions. I do appreciate the donations. Absolutely. Uh, again, please like, subscribe and share. If you do have a sighting or encounter report, you know, it might be considered for the show or be considered for um, the blog. Please contact me at lawnstricklerfamsandmonsters.com. So uh, until we meet again, and uh, I try to come up with uh, the next topic, uh, I want you to have a uh, good week, good weekend. Stay safe and uh, we will talk next week. Take care.